Welcome to the Defense and Aerospace Report podcast. I'm your host, Vago Maradian, from Syracuse University in sunny Syracuse, New York, at the Maxwell School uh, for Citizenship. Uh, our podcast is brought to you by Bell since 1935. Bell has been redefining flight. Learn more about its pioneering spirit at bellflight.com. And joining me now is my good friend Steve Grundman, who leads the National Security Program here at the Maxwell School. Uh, he is also a fellow with the Atlantic Council Think Tank, uh, as well as uh, the principal at the Grundman Advisory uh, Consultancy. Steve, uh, it's an honor and pleasure uh, to have you back on the program. Thank you, Vago. I'm pleased to be here. Thanks for uh, taking interest in what we're up to. Before we get started, Leonardo DRS sponsors our global coverage, Northrop Grumman sponsors our weekly cyber report and our cyber coverage overall, and General Atomics Aeronautical Systems sponsors our coverage of strategy. And since we're uh, talking about strategy, they also sponsor our Andy Marshall series of conversations with leading uh, defense and national security strategists and thinkers. Spirit of full disclosure, I'm participating in your Old Believer War Game, which is one of the finishing exercises of the National Security Executive Program that you run. It, it's a very historic and illustrious uh, program. You're trying to put your mark on, on the curriculum, uh, and the students here have been absolutely terrific meeting them from, from each of the military services. Give us a sense on the change, the reinvigoration of the program so that you're preparing the kind of leaders that the force needs for the future. Sure. Um, so this is a, a executive education. These are uh, very senior executives, uh, flag officers, most of them, or uh, their civilian uh, senior executive equivalents, mostly from government, uh, but also f uh, a few uh, civilians and those also from outside the Department of Defense. It's at least as diverse as that. But these are, uh, uh, in the military context, uh, officers who are a few years beyond the War College. Um, these are officers who most typically, let's say, are moving from uh, being leaders of enterprises in the national, uh, national security ecosystem to uh, stepping across that threshold into leading national security policy development and uh, uh, you know, taking positions on the National Security Council and uh, desk and other uh, positions of responsibility that are beyond the enterprise scale. Um, and so that, that involves a, a piece of professional development for most of them, uh, which even the War College has not yet prepared them for. So so for example, uh, this course talks a lot about strategy. Uh, I don't mind saying we're really trying to differentiate ourselves, uh, picking up the, the challenge to some degree that the Joint uh, Chiefs of Staff issued uh, a year ago in May uh, to, to uh, have a force that cultivates at least a select number of great strategists. Um, so that's one of, the, one of the themes of the course. Um, the other theme of the course, uh, which in, uh, let's put it in narrative terms, runs from lectures and discussions about the world, uh, the, the, the tectonics of, of the forces in the world, all the way down to at the end of the 60 hours, uh, it's a 60 hour course, at the end of it, which we are now approaching, um, really the, the scope of the instruction is about the individual, about individual leaders um, in, in national security and how they behave. So um, one of those exercises that we undertake um, is uh, this, as we call it, Operation Old Believer. Um, and, and so that's a great place to segue to the finishing exercise of this, which is the Old Believer uh, War Game, which has your meticulous fingerprints all over uh, it in, in terms of it being very, very nuanced in how you're playing it. Talk about Old Believer and how it both connects to the program, how it challenges the students, and how actually it prepares them for whatever challenge they're going to face in the future. Right. So this is, uh, we present the students with a scenario that is set in the year 2030. 
um, and a situation that is instigated by uh, the election, the, the imagined election in Minsk, in, in Belarus, uh, of a democratic, democratically elected president in the year 2030. I'm not sure what color revolution that will be by then, but um, you know something which has an echo to the orange revolution in the Maidan in, in Ukraine, but now in Belarus. Um, and that those circumstances motivate the players in the game, which are constituted into national teams, Russia, Poland, Belarus, uh, the United States, uh, and NATO, um, to take actions. And then successively over a series of turns that run for, in, 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 uh, in, the, in the class, a day and a half, we're in the middle of the second day now, um, a series of actions, uh, both um, uh, kinetic, uh, they're, they're, uh, each of the teams has a hard power player, uh, soft power, uh, diplomacy, economic, and other instruments of national power, uh, but also, and importantly, and I, I think this gets to the sort of renovation of, of our uh, curriculum um, in, this, in this whole program, information. Um, there is a, in, in, in each of these teams, there is an information operator who uh, variously has within its capabilities cyber capabilities, but also in some cases bloggers and, and other uh, both traditional and non-traditional forms of, of information operations and even information warfare. Um, and indeed, in the early stages of this crisis, I think realistically, as, as in the early stages of a real crisis, um, the information game, uh, the, the, the uh, preparation of the, mind, of the battlefield of the mind, um, is really where a lot of the play goes on. And I think for most of these students, um, who again, most of them are military officers who have, uh, whose lives are organized around the kinetic fight, I think that's one of the great you know, and, and um, uh, enriching parts of the curriculum and, and enriching parts of this experience is to really think through how information gets played, how, how, how what's more important than the, than the drop uh, of the munition is the meaning that it creates um, uh, internationally and relative to the objectives of, of each of the players. Uh, so it's a nice uh, way, this game is a nice way to culminate the uh, special attention that we try uh, to get the students paying to strategy. What, you know, what are you trying to get done and what is the arrangement of uh, capabilities uh, and offsetting uh, your adversary's capabilities that will help you achieve that objective. Um, but together with this special thread about information, information operations, information warfare. Uh, and I should point out I am the mentor of the uh, information warfare environment uh, and, uh, and certainly have a terrific team, uh, each one of which has, has really sort of gotten into character about how it is they should, uh, they should behave, right. some, of which, uh, some of whom are playing this very gleefully, by the way. There, there's, there's hardly anything more, more fun than, than, than to watching a, uh, a two-star admiral uh, become an alt blogger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, no, no, no. He is the social media guy, oh, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. There's another another on the team who's equally gleeful as the blogger, and and we have a very, very, very wily uh, general officer who's doing. She's doing a tremendous job, obviously, as, as, as anonymous. As anonymous, exactly, uh, and and doing it. What what has been the experience, right? I mean, if nothing, you're about measurement and feedback in order how to keep improving uh, the the uh, the curriculum. What is it that you found uh, in the after actions of this war game? that the takeaways are for the students, right? Because uh, you're, as, as you just said, right, it's not about a kinetic action. It's not about any outcome. It's about the way to think about the environment to mentally prepare for uh, the variety uh, of, of kind of challenges that senior leaders have to face 
especially if they're going to navigate them strategically. From your standpoint, what are some of the lessons learned in the consistent themes that are helping you improve this curriculum? Uh, as, as one of the participants in the war game said, right? I mean, we will suck less next time, right? This is, that's the goal of this. Yeah, we hope so. I mean, I, th I think there, uh, I might boil it down to two things, which are a fair enough um, uh, characterization of what I, I hope this student's experience as special, as of special value uh, coming through the course. One is with respect to understanding the environment, the whole national security environment. Um, you know, I work very hard at recruiting faculty who can bring knowledge to them they can't or don't read in the paper. Um, all right, so we kicked the course off with Tom Barnett, who uh, those of you on this podcast, and I'm sure many of them do know Tom. Tom is a true iconoclastic thinker, and it was, was sharing with them ideas about how the future would unfold that they are not reading in the paper and even in foreign policy and foreign affairs. And so opening their minds to the fact that, that there is a greater diversity and range of possibility about the way uh, the future will unfold than either what we're accustomed to and especially what we're comfortable with, right? Getting them um, uh, used to the idea of discontinuities and looking for discontinuities as opposed to gravitating toward continuities is one of those mm, ulterior messages that we've been working on and I think that plays out in this game. The other um, is how when one crosses that threshold, I'll call it, between being a big enterprise leader, you know, running a wing or a division, um, and take, crossing that threshold up into real national security affairs, high national security affairs, the dynamism of, of, of that environment is, is up again, you know, maybe a factor of 10, certainly a factor of three or four, compared to what even a division commander is accustomed to. Um, yes, the information play is a big part of this. The diplomatic play is a big part of it. Um, you know, the coordination, the amount of coordination which, which uh, um, actions that the president may direct you to take uh, involves, I, I think, takes many of the students by surprise. Um, and it's one of those mind-opening uh, experiences and appreciations that I think students can get from this course and that you know, will, will serve them well when they are the desk officer for Belarus or um, uh, the J-5 at UCOM, um, uh, those sorts of positions. Um, let me, um, you know, one of the things which is interesting in talking to these uh, students, all of which are uh, accomplished, right? We do have a lot of uh, guard uh, officers, air guard, uh, as well as uh, national guard officers, uh, as well as reservists who are playing in this, but mo many of them are in active duty capacities mm -hmm. that, that they're uh, serving. Uh, and certainly, right, you can get to four-star rank and, and serve meaningfully in these Positions. So these officers do have some running room ahead of them. One of the points they all make is how we're not as good at strategy as we should be. That, that's almost an acknowledgement up front on we don't think that way or how our jobs are structured. What are some of the many other things that have to happen, right? I mean, a 60-hour course is great. But you're trying to play a role in a broader strategic education, right? How do we need to change how we teach strategy, think about strategy, so that people are strategic? Because I've known you now for almost 30 years. Almost every conversation, you try to get to the heart of the strategy of the thing, whether it's a defense industrial strategy, whether it's strategy strategy. Uh, you focused on that when you went to Harvard, right? Was one of the, and in Georgetown, and even as an Army officer, you used to think, Maybe. even <laughs> sitting as the, in the folded cap, I'm not sure this is a good strategy, right? How do we need to fold this into a broader curriculum, way of thinking, way of training to create leaders that have an ability to think strategically because stringing three tactical actions together a strategy does not make? Right. Um, 
Uh, there's a lot there uh, to, to, to answer that. It's a big, big problem, big challenge for, for the military and the national security uh, environment. But let me, let me isolate a couple, three things. I alluded to the, um, the vision statement, I think it came to be called, that was published by the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, the U.S. Joint Chiefs of Staff in May of 2020. Um, the very fact that it calls out and prizes and, and tells all the forces that it puts high value on those select few um, who we are going to cultivate as strategists, I think that's a great first step, uh, right? So the institution sort of recognizing uh, that, that strategy is, is a matter of high value, I think will help, right? For step one, it helps attract students with both the aptitude or ambition to be strategists, um, to follow that, to follow that impulse. Um, the other thing is, I think, as a discipline, uh, those of us who, who, who teach uh, and, and practice strategy have got to get a lot more serious. Um, this is, I think, a pretty weak discipline on the whole. And that isn't to say there hasn't been some great work I'm, I'm well taken with and, and the students uh, are, are tired of me uh, uh, um, commending to them the Richard Rummelt book, Good Strategy, Bad Strategy, as a, for example. There's some good work out there, um, but, I, but I, I don't think uh, that strategy as a discipline is something that um, has, uh, has a nice, let's call it doctrine around it, uh, a really practical, proven doctrine around it. Uh, so we've got some work to do, those of us on the, on the podium side of, of the classroom. Uh, and we're working on that in this class. Um, uh, the, the, the class has, has uh, fixed on uh, a, uh, a little methodology that I think they, even in their, in their work in the last six weeks, have told me is useful about, uh, uh, that harkens back to Barbara Minto, no less, uh, 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 who uh, was keen as uh, several of the consultants, at least on the on your podcast, will recognize the situation, complication, question, answer, and so I I, I think uh, through heuristics and actual uh, uh, let, let's you know research uh, the the discipline of strategy needs 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 some work. Um, uh, we got through the 20th century, I think, in just really the nascent stages of strategy as a discipline is not old. Um, it, it really is, is barely as old uh, as, as 50 years. And so we need a whole new uh, generation of that so that, a whole new uh, renovation of the discipline so that much more practically um, than, than, right, these, these folks have been through several schools and they probably have been through classes on strategy, but as a general matter, and I don't think any of them would take offense at this suggestion, um, they're, they're still working with very rudimentary ideas, some wrong ideas actually, about what is strategy, how to be a strategist, what, what does it mean to be strategic? Um, that we're, we're trying here uh, to at least offer them some heuristics for, but I, but I think more, more, more to the point that uh, one of the things I want to do here at Syracuse in the National Security Studies program is build that discipline, really improve it, so that uh, folks like these who are going to be in positions of huge strategic uh, significance um, have, have just way better tools than, than, than what we walking around talk of about as strategy. Um, and uh, I, sh I should point out, right on the faculty is uh, former Navy Secretary, former NASA Administrator Sean O'Keefe, one of, one of the two. Really the uh, godfather of this program is, is, is Sean. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, Colonel Small, and of course, who a uh, legendary figure as, as well, uh, you know, and, and certainly worked on uh, the late Colin Powell staff. Permit uh, me to say some of your uh, listeners also will be interested to know that uh, the dean of the Maxwell School, David Van Slyke, is on the De Defense Business Board. Uh, ab absolutely. Uh, and I was also going to give uh, a call that uh, we have the Andy Marshall uh, series uh, where we talk to leading strategists. We talked to Dr. Frank Hoffman last week, so I commend everybody to check that program out. And you mentioned Rommelt. Uh, 
uh, obviously, uh, he and Andy Marshall were very close Indeed. friends, uh, and uh, Andy would, would would speak always highly of you know, but you know, Dick would look at it this way, mm -hmm. you know, and he, he would he would tell you that, and and also mentioned that there were some very very uh, skilled. Uh, professors of strategy, right? Dr. Elliot Cohen being one of them mm -hmm. now at the Center for Strategic and International Studies, Dr. Tom Mankin at CSBA uh, at the Center for Strategic and Budgetary uh, Assessments. You know, our, our, our folks for that, that really are strategists who teach, um, uh, try to teach uh, strategy uh, as, yeah, as well. Don't hear me wrong. Um, it's out there. Um, but I, I think it actually, as good as, God, as, good as uh, uh, Elliot and Tom, for just to, to name two, uh, are, um, I don't think any of us, uh, myself included, are yet really giving, giving these kinds of students the, the tools they need to say, I, 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 know this, I know this discipline, I can do this. Um, I don't think we're there yet. Do, do case, case studies help, right? Because people have done great strategy for millennia, right? Mm -hmm. You could go to Egyptians and Sumerians mm -hmm. and Romans and right. find good examples of right. strategy. Uh, from your standpoint, is it a case study thing? Is it a mental thing? What is, how do folks need to, you know, I mean, is this like a Harvard Business School case studies where you just read a lot of case studies and you go, <laughs> aha, or more complicated? Uh, it's not more complicated, but that's, in my view, only let's, let's make it simple half of the equation of learning, right? It's it's actually the the combination of some good theory um, that, that that has been proven out with with application case studies, let's call them. Um, at least for me, um, that's that's where where learning really really gels is when when uh, a student can see the application of a theory play out um, or fail, right? Um, uh, one might one might posit a theory about how a strategic choice sh should play out and see it fail in either practice or in or in case study, and then you've really learned something. Um, so it's both. Um, we we both uh, we and we do this in this course. In fact, at the very the very end of the course is a series of lectures that I call in the arena. Um, yep, hearkening to Teddy Roosevelt, uh, where I have Sean O'Keefe, uh, Debbie Debbie uh, Debbie Lee um, Debbie Lee James. Um, uh, who else comes in uh, in the afternoon? Uh, 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 Steve Kappas, uh, the former uh, deputy director of the CIA. They come in and give case studies. They, they, and so that is really the, the culminating point of the course is, is we give them some theory, um, and then we give them these applications uh, or, or, you know, where they're really able to interact uh, with guys like, like Steve Kappas or Sean O'Keefe. There's almost nothing uh, from the feedback I get from the students that they get out, that they get more out of than being able to, in fairly small setting, you know, interrogate uh, someone like Sean O'Keefe as to, um, um, you know, so, so how did you handle the tail, tail hook? What, what was that leadership uh, issue when you were the Secretary of the Navy in 1992? Um, or, or talking to Steve Kappas about, you know, what was it like sitting across the table from Muammar Gaddafi? Um, I think that brings to life theory, or at least allows students in their own minds to test theory as they listen to these great practitioners of national security uh, uh, decision making. Steve, it's an honor and pleasure to be here and to participate. Very, very eye-opening as well. And I've got to uh, unfortunately end this interview because both of us have to get back into that war exactly, game. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You've got some blogs to post there, uh, uh, Mr. Editor. That great. Thanks so very much again. You are welcome. And now a word from our sponsor, retired United States Army Major General Jeff Schlosser, who is the Executive Vice President for Strategic Pursuits at Bell. We've been building creative and innovative aircraft, next generation types of capabilities for almost nine decades. Bell is the company that can deliver that.
Thanks very much, sir. And thanks to all of you for listening. Please follow our daily podcasts and visit the Defense and Aerospace Report website to subscribe to our weekly newsletter. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook at Defense and Aerospace Report, and check us out on LinkedIn. And stay tuned for our weekly cyber report sponsored by Northrop Grumman. Thanks again to Bell for their generous sponsorship, and we'll see you again tomorrow.